Well, I want to welcome you guys one more time to Living Word Church this morning. And like Doug said, this is a great Sunday to be here because you don't only get to hear about God this morning, but you get to see what he's doing in the lives of the people. And we have baptized over 20 kids in this last month at the Green Room. And it's just been such an exciting time to hear all these different stories. And when we baptize kids, we ask them to make a video for us so that the other people in the church can hear it. And so I wanted to share a little bit about that with you guys this morning. And so you're going to hear four awesome stories. And they're all different. And they have different backgrounds. But they have one thing in common. At a point in their life, they were lost. And they had no hope. And then someone sought them out and found them and showed them real life. And that was Jesus. And some of these stories that you're going to hear this morning are really amazing. I remember when I got baptized. I was about 14 years old and I got baptized in my pool by my grandfather. And I thought it was going to be this amazing experience. I thought that the heavens were going to open up a little bit and God was going to look down and say, there's Joey right there. And it was going to be like this big moment. But it kind of let me down in some ways. Um, Number one, it was actually a little bit of a horrifying experience for me. I'd never seen my grandfather in shorts before, and I don't think the sunlight had seen his legs in like 30 years either, so that was a little blinding, and I wasn't sure if he could swim or not. My grandmother's getting mad at me right now for telling this story, but that's okay. And uh, I just thought it was just going to be this big, awesome moment, but I didn't really understand what baptism was all about, so I just wanted to share what it is really all about with you guys this morning real quick. Baptism for us is an outward sign what Jesus has already done on the inside. And so as we dip the kids in this pool today, it signifies that the person they once were is not who they are today, that Jesus has done some great things on the inside of their heart. And I want to share one verse with you this morning to represent that well. That's going to be 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, and the new is here. For anyone today that you don't know Jesus as your savior, that could be your story too. And you know, you hear that a lot from pastors and preachers like me. We get stuff thrown at you all the time, but today you get to hear from teens and you get to hear their story of what God has done in their lives and you can't deny their story. It's easy to push off someone like me because I'm a pastor and this is my job. But today you hear from teens who God has done amazing things in their lives and their stories are so powerful. So without any further ado, you can check out John's story. Hi, my name is Jonathan Costanza, and I've been going to Greenland for about three years now. Um, about two years ago, um, we went to Tuscarora. It's a youth retreat that we do at Greenland. And I felt that God really touched me last night, and I felt full of the Spirit. And about a month later after we went... Um, uh, I kind of drifted away and I did things um, that I regretted like I couldn't focus like I couldn't um, understand what was like going on at the time I didn't know how to react or what to do during those times and about a year later uh, Tuscarora again the last night felt really close to God same feelings um I felt that when I got like when I got home, I felt really close to God, like uh, like I was going to be a Christian for the rest of my life. And then I fell into a deep hole, like I couldn't get out of it. When I fell into this hole, um, and I felt empty, and when I started using drugs and the bad decisions I made, um, I felt like I couldn't 
determine like what's right from wrong and when I was doing these like the the reactions to it or the um the downward spiral that I was in uh everything like led to another when I did one bad thing another thing would happen if I lied another lie would come out and then it'd just be like a snowball effect where I couldn't you know get out of the lie until I hurt someone's feelings and um during the time that I was on it the thing I was using I felt that God was trying to call me back but the the, the drugs that I was using like kind of took my mind and my heart off what was really um trying to draw me closer to God and I couldn't like take a grasp on what's like real or what's not real what's right or wrong I knew God wanted me and he was calling me back but I could not grab him and, and like take his embrace that he wanted me to, uh, to have it was just a bad time for me and I couldn't get out of this deep abyss that I was in um after that after like all the recovery and what God helped me to do um God really helped me from like stop what I was doing stop cursing lying you know all the stuff that he did um drug use etc um everything I did God really pulled me out of that and I couldn't do it without his help and people still ask me like how did you get off it and I'd just be like God God really called me into like his calling and I just followed God ever since. And I felt like my path that was like dark and gloomy from when I was on the drugs, now it's like lit up and I can know where I'm going and I have a sense of direction. My name is Jonathan Costanza, and this is my story. John is in my community group and I know that he is now a new creation in Christ. I know him very closely and I'm so proud of him for all the decisions he's made and see that all that God has done in his life. So let's just pray for John before we baptize him. God, we just thank you for this life that you have radically changed, Lord God, that you rescued and that you care about Jesus, that you sought him, Lord God, when he was a stranger. And so I pray, God, that you would continue just to protect him, God, all the days of his life, God, that he would walk with you, Jesus, and he would know your voice, God that you would protect him, that there would be great things for his future, Lord. Just thank you for him. In your name we pray. All right, John, why don't you get down, buddy? John, because of your public profession that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, I baptize you in the name of the Father that loves you, the Son that died for you, and the Spirit that now lives inside of you. You can now check out Josh's story. Uh, my name is Joshua Gomez, and I've been coming to Living Word for six months. I want to get baptized because I want to renew myself to God and feel like I've been doing a lot of bad things in my life, like hanging out with the wrong crowd, not having a father relationship as I had because my dad left me when I was, like, I think a newborn. So my mom met a, um, Josh. my stepdad, and his name is Frankie, and um, he's been with me for six years now, and um, he's basically been the backup person in my life. My family has been moving from like, Pennsylvania to New York to 
like all these different schools and my mom didn't really have as good of a relationship as she did as she did then because of like because she just didn't know him as good as she does now because now she prays every night we pray every night read the bible we also pray for um, my stepdad to come back home I also pray um, that um, he can come back um, because most of the time we miss him. When I went to Greenland for the first time, uh, I felt shy because I didn't know anyone, but then once I started getting used to it and I knew people that were there, it, I had a lot of time and it actually um, my mom pulled up in the parking lot. I told her to leave and go get some Taco Bell for my sister and her. Because I didn't want to leave. Um, it, was, it was really cool because on um, it's kind of like Sundays you do worship, a message, and then but it's kind of different because you do community group. Community group just talk about your life and how God has helped you and um, how you can trust God. There, there's people that are different here. Like back where I live in Port Jeff, um, they. The people that are like out that hang out are like people that are cursed and just like they don't respect the way they talk to each other. And um, here it's it's like peaceful. What God has done in my life is um He's forgiven me of uh, any bad things like cursing. I did a little bit of that because I want people to think I was a little kid because I was younger than everyone so I kind of cursed a little bit and um, I think that God helped me with that a lot and um, yes forgave me of that. My name is Joshua Gomez and um, this is my story. Awesome. I'm a little worried for Josh that if he bends down he's already going to be underneath but we'll work something out. I've known Josh for a couple months now, and uh, he's just won me over completely. This kid has an awesome heart, and I don't know what he's talking about being shy. He's not shy at all, but he is so much fun, and I'm so thankful for all that God is doing in his life. So let's just pray for him before he gets baptized. God, we thank you for what you're doing in his life, Lord, and I, I just pray, God, that you would always be the desire of his heart, Lord God, that he would seek you first in everything, God. And I, I pray that he would never forget this day, God, that he committed his life to you, Lord God. And, and he, as he makes this promise to you today, Lord God, I pray that you'd protect him all the days of his life, Lord God. I pray that he would desire you above all things, Holy Spirit, that he would always put you first and foremost in his life, God, and that you would be near to him and protect him, God. In your name we pray, amen. Josh, why don't you get down, buddy? I don't think I'm gonna reach it. We'll see how it works. Oh, look, you're good, you're good. Uh, Josh, because of your public profession that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Awesome. <laughs> you guys can now check out Claudio's story. Hi, my name's Claudio. I've been going to the Green Room for over six years. I grew up in a very large Italian family, and I grew up as a happy kid, I could say. 
or you know, it's mostly how it would appear from the outside. As a child, I was adopted at the age of two years old. Uh, I came from Chile, and I came here with my current family now, and I've been here ever since. It didn't really click that, you know, the whole I'm adopted sort of thing, it didn't really click until around seventh grade, I remember, I was sitting in class and a teacher assigned a project about your whole family tree and stuff, and to me it was no big deal, I was like, oh, whatever, it's just a family tree. And I feel like that was the time of my life when the devil decided that he wanted to have a mess in my life. And um, basically, like, he just, he would throw questions in my mind, he would throw um, just taunting remarks into my mind, telling me that um, I was useless, um, how I wasn't wanted, and, you know, just a bunch of stuff like that to the point where I was defined by those thoughts. And, of course, no one knew about this, I never told anyone about this, and it led to a very degrading downward spiral of my life, you could say, and... Um, in that point, it was, a, it was in seventh grade when all this started um, being built, and I started to turn into depression. I was um, always um, quieter to myself. I wouldn't really be as outgoing as most of you who know me know that I'm very loud and I'm mm. very outgoing with people, but for that time, I was very um, quiet and secure to myself. I wouldn't speak anything un that I felt was unnecessary to in a conversation or basically anything that would make me feel subconscious about anything about myself. Like a year later, um, I actually started turning into self-harm and I used that to be more of a definition for me to be like, oh, okay, that's where is wrong with me instead of looking into more of an in inner feeling of what's wrong with me, why am I feeling this way? So I did that so I would know that that's where it hurts, this is, what's the, this is what's the problem, and this is what I need to fix. But of course, I didn't want to fix it because it was my only gateway out of my other harsh feelings, so I figured it was the only way out. And it wasn't until um, I remember sitting in my Christian school, I was I went to, attended to uh, Smithtown Christian School, and I remember sitting in chapel one Thursday morning, and um, the speaker, which I don't remember, but he spoke um, basing off of the verse of Jeremiah where he, where um, God speaks of how he knew who you were from before you were even born. He knew you when you were um, in the womb of your, of your mother. And um, to me, I was just listening to it. I was just like, whatever, this is just, you know, it's just whatever. And um, I felt as the speaker was speaking, I felt just the walls that I built up just started slowly coming down. And I remember um, I almost couldn't even listen to the speaker anymore because I was being so overwhelmed by emotion of, is this true or is this not? And that's what I used to do a lot as I was going through my depression. I would never um, just take things as it came. I would always have to see um, something bigger and I would always question it. I would always um, need proof behind what's spoken. I listened to it and I just slowly felt the hand of God just um, push down just any walls of all the security, all the insecurities just breaking down and I remember just at, towards the speaker as he was um, ending his message um, he literally just stopped and he said I feel like there's one kid in the room that really needs to hear this and he said to that kid he said here's your proof and I broke down crying I remember and I almost couldn't contain it because that was exactly what I was like quarreling with myself. I, I kept repeating, I need proof, God, this is 
something I need, I need your proof. And he literally said the exact word I needed. It took process, but I, I stopped the self-harm. Um, I didn't go back into looking into depression anymore. Um, I actually wanted to read my Bible because when uh, back when I was younger, when I was in seventh grade, I didn't want to read my Bible. I didn't want to do any of this. I was a Christian just because my family was Christian. So I just went along the ropes as being a Christian, but not really being one. And I remember wanting to read my Bible, wanting to learn more about this God who says in his Bible that he loves you over and over. His Bible is the most beautiful love letter he could have wrote to someone. And basically, um, it just transformed me completely into a new person of feeling um, something of worth, feeling that I can be useful. I am being used by um, a hand of a very powerful and moving God that's still currently, even now, um, who is making a move in the generation of us now. And now, just looking into my life, I see just all of the things now that God has walked me through. I see that I could have killed myself plenty of times. I saw the times where I could have, and yet God, for some reason, has spared me from each and each and every one of those um, times in my life where I wanted to. And now, God is using my story to help other people who are in this exact situation. And to those people in that situation, I urge you strongly that God is your answer. He is your proof. He is all the answers that you are missing. He is all of the reasoning of what you are missing. He is everything in your life that you need. And um, I'm just one of the many stories of how God has touched one life, but I urge you strongly that God is the answer and that no matter how deep you're in sin or how um, apathetic you are or anything, that he is more than willing to move in your life no matter where you are. Because it says in the Bible that he is a gentleman. He knocks at the door and he doesn't break through the door saying that I'm the God, you need to listen to me. He waits for you to be like, God, take control. And... Um, that's what I did, and I thank God every day that I gave up um, all my insecurities and just said, God, take control because I don't have the strength anymore. I'm Claudio Costanza, and this is my story. I've known Claudio for a really long time, and he was, when I first met him, he was a lot shorter and his voice was a lot higher. <laughs> and I've walked with Claudio for a long time and through the ups and the downs, and I can honestly say that there is a hunger for God in this man's heart, that he loves God, and there's anointing on his life. And so let's pray for Claudio. God, I pray like Paul writes, that he would run the race well, Lord. That he would throw off everything that hinders him today, God. Thank you so much for what you've done in his life. A powerful story, Lord, of your love. Protect this young man, God. I pray, God, that as he walks into different realms in his life, God, that he would carry the anointing that you place inside of him and that he would do great things, God. In your name we pray, amen. Good time, buddy. <laughs> no, seriously, good time. <laughs> oh, man, I've known this kid for a long time. Claudio, I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, because of your public profession that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, and that he has saved you.
you can check out Brendan's video. Hi, my name is Brendan. I've been coming to Green Room for two years now. Uh, this is the place where I did get saved. When I was seven years old, my father died in the attacks on the uh, Twin Towers. And uh, I've grown up without a father my whole life. I'm 18 and I've, uh, I've, I haven't seen my father since I was uh, seven years old. As I've grown up, I've turned to other things to fulfill that father role in my life. I've, I've turned to, to drugs and um, drinking, uh, pornography, in order to find acceptance from friends and from uh, other people in order to fill that uh, void in my life. I've always been angry at God. Um, up until I got saved, I was always very angry at God and hated the, hated the idea of Christianity. I didn't like uh, you know, Christians in general. I thought they were all judgmental, hypocritical people. And I really thought God was just a bunch of baloney that people just put their faith in for the heck of it so they could feel better about themselves. I remember one night I was in uh, a rehab facility and uh, I was home on, home on break and I came to Green Room with a couple of friends of mine and I really got to sit and, and pick their brains and probe their hearts about how they felt about God, and I, I really discovered that to them it was more than just a crutch. It was more than just something to make them feel better about themselves. It, it was a real life-changing experience, and, and that was something that I needed. Um, when I was in rehab, I really hadn't changed a whole lot about myself. I was still very angry. I was still um, drinking. I was, any chance I got, I would sneak it into the facility. I was still watching pornography, um, and I really didn't care about God. I just wanted to, to get through the program and then rehab and go back to the way I was living. So when I came to Green Room, I really, really found uh, the reality of Jesus. It, it wasn't a scientific thing. It wasn't a, uh, wasn't something that you could just sit there and prove through X, Y, and Z. It was, it was something that I, I found in the honesty of my friends and, and just the way that their lives had been changed, and I would wanted a part of that. And uh, So that night, I actually got saved when I came home. I opened my Bible for the first time in years. I've rededicated my life to Christ. I've never been the same. I've, I've uh, recently beat addictions to pornography. Um, I'm in a great relationship with a, a godly woman. Um, I haven't done drugs in two years. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm starting to heal all the hurts in my life. And, uh, it's all through the grace of God. My name is Brendan McCabe, and this is my story. Yeah. Yeah. Hi. Am I too tall? <laughs> I was worried that that Josh would be too small, but I'm worried that you're not going to fit. <laughs> Brendan's story is so powerful of God's change and that he really heals and he can really take away your addictions no matter how hard they are. And so proud of this guy and all the decisions he's made in his, in his life. And I know God just has some amazing plans for him. So let's pray for Brendan. God, we just thank you so much for this life and the conversion that's happened, just like the apostle Paul, Lord. And I pray, God, that, that this story would affect many lives, Lord God that it would be bold, Lord God, and that he would share it often, Jesus. And we thank you so much for what he's done, Lord God. And I pray, God, that you continue to heal his heart, Lord God, that you would continue to put the pieces back together, that you would be his father, God. I pray, God, that he would be a strong leader, Lord God, and in the generations to come, Lord God, that he would be strong for his brothers, Lord God, and that you wouldn't walk out the anointing that you have in him, Lord God, and that nothing would rob that from him, Lord God. And we pray that these old things would never come back, Lord God by your power and your grace, Jesus. Amen. All right, Brendan, why don't you get down, buddy? <laughs> Brendan, <laughs> because of your public profession that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs>
my prayer this week has been for you guys sitting out in the audience. For those of you that have gone through similar things like the people in this story, that you would know that there's a God who could do the same things for you, that he cares about you and he loves you so much that no matter how difficult your situation is, no matter how hard the addiction is to break, there's a God that can do that for you. And he can show you real joy and real purpose in this life, like nothing you've ever experienced ever before in your life. So like C.S. Lewis said, if, if there is a God, if this is real, wouldn't it be worth giving it a shot just to try it? See, in the Bible, it says that if you seek God with all of your heart, that you'll find him. And I would love for you to test God on that verse because he'll come through on the other end of it. So I'm just gonna pray now and Pastor Ravone is gonna take over the service from here. God, I thank you so much for all that you've done in all these different lives, God. We are so thankful for a God that has rescued us and is still active in our lives, that you are still a God who does the miraculous, Lord. And I pray, God, for all the men that got baptized today and for all the kids that got baptized over this past month at the Green Room, Lord God, that you would protect them and that you would use them, God, to change this generation, God, to change this hard island of Long Island, God, that you would do something amazing, that you would make yourself glorious, God. We pray this all in your son's name. Amen. Thanks, guys. Hey, can I share a verse of scripture with you this morning? Uh, since I have the microphone, I guess I will. Right? Uh, Romans chapter 1, verse 16. Uh, a relevant verse of scripture that the Apostle Paul first penned 2,000 years ago is still relevant today in our culture and in the times that we live in. He said this. He says, I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes. I am not ashamed. I identify with the Apostle Paul as a preacher. I am not ashamed of the gospel. You know, uh, there is a sense in which the, the intellectuals of our present day uh, the movers and the shakers, you know, would love to shame anyone who believes that Jesus is the Son of God, that he died, that he rose again according to the Scriptures. They would love to shame that simple faith and belief. You know what? But we are not ashamed because we have compelling evidence. In fact, there is no more compelling evidence in human history of the resurrection of Jesus Christ than any other event in all of human history. We have a joyful conviction based upon compelling evidence. So I'll say it again. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ because it is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes. The gospel is the very power of God to bring about a miracle. And one of the greatest miracles of all, I mean, it's great to have blind eyes that are open. It's great to have somebody brought back to life from death, you know, but the greatest miracle of all is the new birth. The greatest miracle of all is when, is when a heart is changed, when a, when a man or a woman or boy or a girl has their heart changed supernaturally by the power working of God. When Paul said, I am not ashamed, it was, it was to go back to what he once was as Saul of Tarsus. He was once ashamed of the gospel. In fact, he sought to do everything as a religious Pharisee to persecute those that believed the gospel. But when his eyes were opened and his heart was made alive and new, 
he wrote this. He said that the cross is foolishness to the, to the Gentiles. It is a stumbling block to Jews, but to us who are being saved, it's the wisdom of God and it's the power of God. I want to share a statement with you. You can look at it up at the screen as I read this about the gospel. Notice this. It says, God does not move us beyond the gospel. He moves us more deeply into the gospel. After 40-something years, I know that is absolutely true. Because all the power we need in order to change and to mature comes through the gospel. The gospel does not simply ignite the Christian life. It is the fuel that keeps Christians going and growing every day. Real change cannot come apart from the gospel. In that last statement, the reverse is true. Real change comes through belief in the gospel. On March 20th, uh, just a few months ago, uh, in the city of Sendai, Japan, uh, the Billy Graham Crusade uh, Association had a crusade to uh, kind of coincide with the disaster that took place in Japan in 2011. Uh, there was a threefold disaster. There was a, an earthquake, a tsunami, and as a result of that, there was a, a nuclear meltdown of a reactor. Two businessmen from Sendai, uh, Buddhist men, uh, wanted to, who had suffered losses in, 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 in that city of Sendai, which, which received most of the overwhelming disaster from what took place, started a nonprofit organization to help rebuild their, their city and their community. Uh, both men suffered losses, and they were both Buddhists. They had very little understanding of Christianity, but there were several churches who wanted to sponsor a Billy Graham crusade in their city, and they thought it would be a great idea to bring hope to their city. And so these businessmen took their resources, their finances, and their time to advertise and to promote this Christian event. And as a result of that, an amazing thing took place. One of the, one of the Buddhist businessmen, I have a quote from him, he said this, he says, he says, if there is a revelation of Jesus or a miracle at the event, he said, I think many hearts will be opened. He said, I think many hearts will be open. They were looking for hope. You know what so often is the case when there's a crisis that takes place? Hearts do become open to Christ. This Buddhist man, however, never imagined for one single moment that he would be a part of the miracle. That Saturday night when he listened to the music, he listened to the testimonies, and he heard the preaching of the gospel, the gospel came to him not in word only, but in power and in much conviction. I love what he said. He said this. He said, he said, as he came forward to accept Christ, he said, I had great guilt and I needed to be forgiven by God. He came forward that night to pray, and to his surprise, when he spoke with the counselor, the businessman that he partnered with also came to Christ and gave their lives to Jesus Christ. Now, that's the simple message of the gospel, that your life can be radically changed by accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. When I, when I read this story of the businessman, I said, you know what, in so many ways that was my story. I echoed th th those exact same sentiments. I had great guilt and I needed forgiveness from God. 
You see, at that time, 40-something years ago, uh, my wife and I, we were experiencing our triple, you know, tsunami, earthquake, and, uh, and uh, uh, it was our marriage that was, that was kind of falling apart. And, and I needed forgiveness from the bad things that I was doing, and my wife needed forgiveness from the good that she was doing, which wasn't good enough. And as a result of that, we both came to Christ about 40 years ago, in a few weeks from now, we'll be celebrating our 42nd anniversary. Uh, the last 40 years of our marriage has been great. First two, not so good. Uh, but that's a testimony to, to the gospel. You see, Jesus not only saved us from the consequences of our sins, he saved our marriage. And besides saving our marriage, he was able then to save our family and the children that were subsequently born as a result of our staying together, and, and, and the subsequent grandchildren that have also come to Christ since then, and, 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 and the many people that have come to Christ through our lives and through our testimony. When Kathy and I first received the call to, to, to preach the gospel, and we started this church in our living room uh, about 30-something years ago, about 33 years ago, uh, the amazing thing is that there was an amazing move of God on Long Island at the time, back in the mid-70s and the late-70s. I mean, there were many, many people that were getting saved. And, and it was like there was a move of the Spirit of God, and it was so easy to do ministry. And, you know, we, we thought, we presumed that it was always going to be that way, that that's the way it was, and it was always going to be that way. But, but we discovered that it wasn't, and that as time went on, you know, it, it became a little bit more difficult. We, uh, we, we kind of come to the realization like, like surfers, you know, surfers who know that there's an ebb and flow of wave movement. So there's an ebb and flow of the Spirit of God's movement in the earth as well. And I tell you what, I'm so humbled and honored and uh, grateful for what the Spirit of God is doing in the present wave of touching so many young people from our church and using our ministry, using the green room, using collision as a part of bringing in love and devotion for Christ in the next generation. It's an amazing thing what's taking place. And I got to tell you, I, I, I wish as a pastor that it was happening in every church on Long Island, but it's not, which, which only humbles us and makes us appreciate even more that what God is doing here uh, at the green room and collision and living word is a unique thing that's taking place. And, and, and it's not because we're great, and it's not because we've got great music. And you know what? God is using the great music, and God is using the atmosphere that we created, and God is using the preaching of, of sincere young men to, to reach a generation. But God is also at work in us to do and to will according to his good pleasure. As leaders, you know, we just want to cooperate with the wave of God. We want to catch the wave of God. We want to nurture it. We want to protect it. We want to support it, you know. And, and I want to just say this, as, as a church, you know, and especially our Sunday morning faithfuls here, we are the foundation that undergirds what Doug began some years ago, what's continuing with Joey and Andrew. You know, we're the foundation of that. We, 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 we lend the the financial support, we lend the, the moral support, the, the maturity and the wisdom to, to guide this movement by the grace of God. 
You know, every human being needs, I said this several weeks ago, that we could, we could live for 40 days without food. We could live uh, four days without water. We could live about four minutes without oxygen, but, but that's about it. But we can't live without hope. And uh, one of the great things is that, is that we do need, to, in order to live and to, and to thrive and to survive, we need the water and the oxygen and we need the nutrients. And that's what we're providing here at the Green Room and Collision and Living Word. That's what we're providing here. We're providing the, the nutrient of the Spirit of God through the Word of God, through worship, through, through connecting with God. You know, uh, there's a principle that you can only output what is input. You know, uh, that's the, the principle of input and output. You know, and uh, there's things that are being input into the lives of young people here, and it's coming out in expressions of ministry. Ministry is taking place as we're ministering one to another. And I just want to just just say this one last thing before I close this morning, and that's simply this: Jesus said to his disciples, and he says it to us: "Freely you have received, so freely give." freely you have received so freely give you cannot give what you have not received so I want to ask several questions this morning number one have you received Christ has, have you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior there is no other name given among men whereby men must be saved no other plan no other means he is the way the truth and the life he is the door no one comes to the Father except by him that is something we do not hesitate to proclaim we're not ashamed this is the gospel of Jesus Christ I could I could I could tell you for, for the next 30 minutes about honey I could tell you how sweet honey is I could tell you how it's made but you know five seconds of honey on your tongue is better than hours and hours of, a, of an explanation of what honey or the sweetness of what honey is like and the Bible says taste and see that the Lord is good. What Joey said at the end, right before he got out of the pool, was, was to try, taste and see. That, that's the Bible's experience. It says, experience God for yourself. Taste and see that God is good. Freely you have received, so freely give. The other question I want to just pose to everyone else, maybe you have received. I want to ask you this. After having received, are you now freely giving to others? The way that we perpetuate, the way that we that we survive, and the way that we thrive is by is by fulfilling all that God's called us to be. Let's all pray together this morning. Father, I want to thank you for what you're doing here, Lord God, among the youth of this house. That you are raising up a generation, that you are moving by your Holy Spirit in a mighty way. And Lord God, we we we, we don't want to take the credit for that. But we do thank you that, God, we're laborers together with God. We do want to thank you, Father, that, that you're using our music and you're using our preaching and you're using the atmosphere that we've created here. And that we are not laboring in vain, but that our labor is to sow into water. But, God, it's you that give us the increase. And so we are grateful, Father. We are thankful for all that you're doing. As we worship you in the close of this service this morning, 
I pray that you would search this room, that if there's any heart that has not given their life over to you, that, that something that was said either in the testimonies or by Joey or by myself this morning or by the music, that somehow that their hearts will be opened. Just as that Buddhist businessman's heart was opened and he received Christ and was transformed. So, so would you do that this morning here as we in worship open up our hearts to Christ? I'm going to ask you if you would all stand with us this morning. And just, just ask you to do that today. If, if your heart is open, as, as we begin to sing and worship the Lord this morning, just invite Jesus to come into your life and into your heart.